Have you ever come home from a long day just to find out that that meat you needed for your recipe has totally slipped your mind the last time you went to the grocery store? Well, with the help of ButcherBox, you might never have to deal with that problem ever again. With ButcherBox, you get the convenience of having high-quality meat and seafood delivered straight to your door. Not to mention the peace of mind you get to feel knowing that it's 100% grass-fed, free-range, and crate-free. All humanely raised with no antibiotics or added hormones. Let ButcherBox help make your life even easier. No grocery store required. In addition to free shipping on every order, you get to curate your box plans, have access to member-exclusive deals, get recipe ideas and inspiration, as well as helpful tips. You really can't go wrong with ButcherBox. Sign up for ButcherBox today by going to butcherbox.com morningcup and use the code morningcup at checkout and enjoy your choice of bone-in chicken thighs, top sirloins, or salmon in every box for an entire year. Plus, get $20 off. Again, that's butcherbox.com slash morningcup and use the code morningcup. Question. If I were to ask you right this second to write down all of the subscriptions you pay for each month, would you be able to do it without missing one? It's more difficult than it sounds, especially with so many options and those sneaky free trials that you sometimes forget to cancel. What if I told you I had the perfect solution to help you with this exact problem? Why don't you try Rocket Money? With the help of Rocket Money, I was able to see each and every single subscription I pay for, even the ones I totally forgot I had. I'm sure you've been there too, but Rocket Money can help cancel it with just a few taps. Between streaming platforms, apps, delivery services, and even parenting and kids subscriptions, it's hard to keep track of exactly what you're spending and how much it all adds up to each month. Not to mention the fact that it seems every single day one of those subscriptions suddenly jumps up in price. Rocket Money alerts you when this happens, so you're never caught unawares. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. Take control over your finances and with the help of Rocket Money's easy-to-use dashboard, compare your monthly spending and make saving money easier than ever. They'll also try to negotiate lowering your bills up to 20%. All you have to do is submit a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. They'll even deal with customer service for you. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash morningcup. That's rocketmoney.com slash morningcup. Rocketmoney.com slash morningcup. Have you ever wanted to hear the story behind some of the most compelling hauntings in history? From Amityville to The Conjuring, the Grave Talks podcast takes you there. Three times a week, Tony Bruschi, host of The Grave Talks, talks to the people who experienced shocking paranormal phenomena firsthand. He dives into how the experience affected those who survived it and how it made them who they are today. What really happened to the Perone family inside of their haunted farmhouse? What was it like investigating side-by-side with Ed and Lorraine Warren as they set foot inside the infamous Amityville house? Here's supernatural stories that you will not find anywhere else than The Grave Talks. Search The Grave Talks wherever you download podcasts and press subscribe. Then start binging away on the ghost stories no one ever thought would be told. That is The Grave Talks. 
Search it wherever you download podcasts and press subscribe today. There were two more murders 15 miles away. When police the arrived, they found the telephones and electricity lines. We have a weird homicide. A scene described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird... Morning. Cup of murder. The birth of your child for many is one of the happiest moments of your life. But for some, a dark cloud seems to overshadow that happiness and cause feelings many cannot understand nor do they associate with the bliss of new motherhood. Postnatal disorders occur in a large number of women, with 50 to 75% experiencing the short-term baby blues, 15% developing into the longer-lasting and more severe postpartum depression, and 1 in 1,000 developing into a full-blown and often misdiagnosed postpartum psychosis. On June 20th, 2001, a woman who desperately needed help did the unthinkable when her postpartum psychosis was left untreated. A woman who many believe could not be held accountable for her actions. So if you like your coffee hot but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. Andrea Pia Yates, born Andrea Kennedy on July 2nd, 1964, began spiraling out of control when she was just a teenager. Suffering from bulimia when she was in her early teens, she soon found herself in a deep depression and, by 17, was contemplating taking her own life. But while all of this was going on behind closed doors, to the world she was a bright girl who graduated in 1982 as the class valedictorian, captain of her swim team, and officer of the National Honor Society. Wanting to give back and use her intelligence to help others, Andrea attended the University of Houston, where she completed two years of the pre-nursing program, graduated from the University of Texas Health Science Center, and from 1986 to 1994, worked as a registered nurse at the University of Texas MD Anderson Cancer Center. It was also during that time that she met a man named Russell Yates, Rusty to all of his friends, and the pair married on April 17, 1993, announcing from the beginning they intended on having, quote, as many babies as nature allowed, and buying a four-bedroom house in Friendswood, Texas to accommodate their future family. And this wasn't just some newlywed bliss, hopes, and dreams. The pair actually meant it. Their first child was born in February of 1994, before the couple even celebrated their one-year anniversary. And around that time, Rusty accepted a job offer that would relocate the family to Seminole, Florida, where they purchased a small trailer. Shortly after birth, Andrea began showing signs of mental illness, included a hallucination involving stabbing. But for whatever reason, this was never looked into further and the couple continued to grow their family, having two more children before moving back to Houston and into a GMC trailer to accommodate the five-person family. Things seemed to be going well for the couple, and they were getting exactly what they wanted as each new baby joined their family. But it was after the birth of her fourth child, a boy named Luke, that things for Andrea started to go south. She, like so many other women after having a baby, became consumed with her depression. And on June 16, 1999, Rusty came home to find her shaking and chewing on her fingers. The very next day, she attempted to overdose on pills and was admitted to a hospital for observation. After being prescribed a cocktail of antidepressants and released, due in large part to the limited number of days their insurance company would allow her to be in inpatient care, she was home and begged her husband to let her die while holding a knife to her neck. 
She was falling deeper into her depression, a depression that her husband didn't seem to understand, but moved the family to a small home to try and help where she seemed to stabilize, though just temporarily. A month after her initial hospitalization, Andrea had a nervous breakdown that culminated in two more attempts on her life and two more trips to the psychiatric hospital where she was finally told that this was not just depression, but postpartum psychosis. Her psychiatrist urged the couple to stop having children, as it would, quote, guarantee future psychotic depression. But just seven weeks after her discharge, they conceived their fifth and final child, which meant that Andrea stopped taking the medication prescribed to her in March of 2000 in order to give birth to their daughter, Mary, on November 30th, 2000. At first, things seemed to be going well. Andrea seemed to be settling into being a mother of five, and her previous problems seemed to have subsided. Then, her father died in March of 2001. Completely overwhelmed by her sorrow, Andrea once again got off of her medication, began self-mutilating, pulled out her own hair, began reading her Bible feverishly, and stopped feeding Mary. She believed that video cameras were watching her house at all times, and that television characters were speaking to her. She stopped eating, drinking liquids, and eventually grew completely mute and catatonic. She was rushed to the hospital yet again and, in April of 2001, was placed under the care of Dr. Muhammad Saeed, who treated her and then released her, despite the fact that she was still unresponsive. She was back in May of 2001, when she degenerated into a near-catatonic state once more and was found filling her bathtub later claiming she planned on drowning her children, but decided against it. Her psychiatrist said that this was likely untrue, and she intended on drowning herself instead, but for whatever reason, began weaning her off of the antipsychotic drugs as she had been taking. She started to decline rapidly, but when Rusty asked if she should start taking the meds again, the doctor refused, saying it was a bad medicine, saying that she should think positive thoughts when Rusty raised the question of electroconvulsive therapy something he had refused for Andrea in the past. None of the doctors who had seen Andrea over the course of her life could agree on a diagnosis, though many did agree that she was one of the sickest people that they had ever come across. Their diagnosis ran the gamut from postnatal psychosis to depression to schizophrenia to schizoaffective disorder and bipolar disorder, and a combination of every single one. Yet no one seemed to be able to help Andrea and on June 20th, 2001, every single person in her life would be too late. While still under Dr. Saeed's care and against his instructions to observe her around the clock, Rusty left for work on June 20th, 2001, leaving Andrea alone to take care of their five children. His mother was scheduled to come and help out an hour after his departure feeling that leaving her alone with the children for short periods of time would improve her independence. But in that short time, Andrea did something unimaginable to many. Starting with her son, John, Andrea took each of her children to a filled bathtub and drowned them all one by one. When she got to Mary, she left the infant floating inside of the tub, bringing her son Noah inside of the bathroom to end his life next. He asked what was wrong with his sister and then attempted to flee from his mother, who caught him and drowned him like his other siblings. Each was laid in her bed, with the exception of Noah, who was left in the tub, and with Mary placed inside of John's arm. She then called the police, saying she needed an officer at her home, and then called Rusty, asking him to hurry back. 
When they arrived at the house, all five children were dead. Noah was only seven years old, John was five, Paul three, Luke two, and Mary just six months old. Further proving her premeditation was the fact that the family dog was locked up to keep it from interfering with her actions. Andrea was arrested and charged with the murder of each of her children, and Rusty immediately hired a family friend and Houston criminal defense attorney, George Parnum, to represent her. Although he successfully argued that Andrea was criminally insane, Texas law requires that, in order to assert the insanity defense, the defendant must prove that they could not discern right from wrong at the time of the crime. According to the prosecution, Andrea knew what she did was wrong, and even contended that she killed the children in a fit of spousal revenge. Therefore, the insanity defense was rejected and the jury found her guilty of capital murder. Though they rejected the death penalty sought by the district attorney and she was given life imprisonment with the possibility of parole in 40 years. Her case, as you can imagine, stunned the world and placed the McNaughton rules, the legal test for sanity, and the irresistible impulse test under public scrutiny. Then, in January of 2005, the Texas Court of Appeals reversed the convictions after a California psychiatrist and prosecution witness named Dr. Park Dietz admitted that he gave material false testimony during the trial, stating that shortly before the murders, an episode of Law & Order aired that featured a woman drowning her children and was acquitted of murder by reason of insanity, claiming that she must have been inspired by that episode. But author Suzanne O'Malley, who was covering the trial for O Magazine, The New York Times, and the NBC News, said she had previously been a writer for the show and that no such episode existed, at least not yet. Instead, the episode called Magnificat aired in 2004, directly inspired by Andrea Yates' case and not the other way around. The appealant court unanimously agreed that the jury had been influenced by Dr. Dietz's false testimony and therefore, a new trial was necessary. This started on January 9th, 2006, and Andrea entered a plea of not guilty by reason of insanity. On February 1st, 2006, she was granted release on bail on the condition that she admitted into a mental health treatment facility and awaited her new trial. On July 26th, 2006, after three days of deliberation, Andrea Yates was found not guilty by reason of insanity, by reason of insanity as defined by the state of Texas and committed to the North Texas State Hospital, a high-security facility in Vernon. She was later moved in 2007 to a lower-security facility in Kerrville, Texas. In the aftermath of the case, Rusty Yates was brought under heavy fire for the way he handled his, as of 2005, ex-wife. Brian Kennedy, Andrea's brother, told Larry King on a broadcast that Rusty told him in 2001 while transferring Andrea to a different facility that all depressed people needed was a, quote, swift kick in the pants. And her mother expressed shock when she heard Rusty was leaving Andrea alone with the kids after she had just nearly choked Mary to death trying to feed the infant solid food. Her doctors, including Dr. Saeed, were shocked to find out that she had been left alone with the kids. And her first psychiatrist, Dr. Eileen Starbranch said that the couple wanted Andrea to stay off her medication so that they could continue having children. Rusty, of course, claimed that he was never told by a medical professional that his wife was psychotic, 
nor that she would harm her children, blaming most of what happened on Dr. Saeed, who Rusty claimed was untrained and unprofessional, stating that if they had warned him of his wife's mental state, he would have never let her have any more children. Andrea's prison psychiatrist, however, refuted this claim, saying that Andrea explained to her husband that they shouldn't have sex out of fear that she might hurt her children. Rusty responded by asserting his procreative religious beliefs, said that she was a good mother and could handle as many children as they could produce. Many even went on to blame Michael Warrenecki, the preacher whom Rusty met while attending Auburn and who delivered fire and brimstone messages that shaped the way Rusty handled Andrea and Andrea's condition itself, claiming that her delusions were fueled by extreme religious beliefs, statements that both Rusty and the preacher have denied. While in prison, Andrea said that her sons were developing improperly, telling doctors, it was the seventh deadly sin. My children weren't righteous. They stumbled because I was evil. The way I was raising them, they could never be saved. They were doomed to perish in the fires of hell. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to what terrible thing happened on June 21st. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with with your true crime obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe. Have you made the switch to NYX? Millions of women have made the switch to the revolutionary period underwear from NYX. That's K-N-I-X. Period panties from NYX are like no other, making them the number one leak-proof underwear brand in North America. They're comfy, stylish, and absorbent, perfect for period protection from your lightest to your heaviest days. They look, feel, and machine wash just like regular underwear, but feature incognito protection that has you covered. You can shop sizes from extra small to 4XL. Choose from all kinds of colors, prints, and different styles, from bikinis to boy shorts, thongs to high-rise. You've got to try NYX. See why millions are ditching disposable, wasteful period products and have switched to NYX. Go to knix.com and get 15% off with promo code TRY15. That's nix.com promo code TRY15 for 15% off life-changing period underwear. That's knix.com.